Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in to this 
is the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be making us part of your day, thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Colin Cowherd. They often Im- uh, imitate it, but never duplicate it, duplicate it, duplicate it. Colin Cowherd. Thanks so much for making us part of your day. Should point out that Colin's uh, Saturday pod with Will Kane was really good, very interesting. You can download that one, the Herd Podcast Network. I also have a pod on the Herd Podcast Network called All Ball, All Basketball, All the Time. Langston Galloway was my guest. Check that one out. All Ball, All the Time. And the Doug Gottlieb Show is uh, weekdays after this one, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific. Um, Look, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and be fake humble. I don't think I do know that I know more basketball than most of you. Sorry. Actually, not sorry. I've gotten paid to cover it for almost 20 years. I played it professionally. I played it in college. I grew up in a family of coaches. My dad, now my brother. So, yeah, like, I watched a little bit differently. And... um. I, I think there are players who can face adversity and fail at some point in time in their career and overcome it. I think there are guys that can overcome adversity or pressure for most of their career and then face some sort of stress or strain or adversity and then, you know, get get the yips and never overcome it. And then I think there are guys that have always been good under pressure. We just we just struggle to understand that you can be a winner and maybe not win a championship because it is in fact a team sport and winning is really hard. (laughs) Here's what I mean. Like LeBron James failed his first time in the NBA playoffs in the NBA finals. We'd agree. They play the Dallas Mavericks and he didn't trust his jump shot. He was super tight and he didn't play particularly well. There's other factors in it. You know, Tyson and credit Colin, he's pointing this out. Tyson Chandler was protecting the rim, right? Remember, this was back when the Heat started Joel Anthony as their center. There just wasn't space, and he wasn't able to finish, and he got a little tentative. Didn't trust his mid-range jump shot. There's other factors. One, Joel Anthony. Two, Mike Bibby was their starting point guard. He was bad. So bad in games one through five, he actually didn't play a minute in game six. But, but if we had to sum it up for LeBron, whatever was going on emotionally, mentally, he wasn't ready for that moment. And he choked. And then the next year, they took on the Thunder, who weren't the best team in the West. They were very young, but very talented. And he didn't choke. And then he was kind of up and down in the Spurs series. And in fact, in game six, they were dead to rights beaten. Uh, he made some plays, but obviously Ray Allen bailed them out the most, making the game-tying three. And then in game seven, he was like the only one with gas in the tank, and he hit a couple shots early, had great confidence. He was fantastic. And I still don't think LeBron is, he just doesn't have the game of Jordan, Kobe, Bird, etc., to get his own shot, other than kind of playing bully ball or shooting over guys. Some of that, some of that, his mentality of one to set guys up, whatever it is, LeBron in most basketball players, NBA basketball, current former players, mind is a all time great, but he is not the alpha. Give me the ball. I'm going to bring us back. I'm going to do even what Chris Paul did last night, but he has overcome those, the early career or early part of the championship run 
stress, strain, yips, if you will. Then there's Nick Anderson. Do you guys remember Nick Anderson? Great player at Illinois. Great guy. Great guy. Nick's an awesome dude. And Nick was having an all-star caliber career in Orlando with the Magic. Playing with Shaq, Penny Hardaway. Like, that was a squad. They're playing in game one of the NBA Finals against the Houston Rockets. And he missed four consecutive free throws. And a game they should have won, they end up losing. And Nick never really recovered. There was a guy that was great under pressure until that one moment that he wasn't. Then you have Chris Paul. And, and I think Chris Paul's fascinating. Fascinating. Think of all of the things in his career in which he has been through. You know? Like, this is a guy who played for the late Skip Prosser in college, and they got upset in the second round of the NCAA tournament. You know, it's like, that's a fascinating thing. Like, Chris Paul lost in the NCAA tournament. Right? They lost to West Virginia. And so the, the thought is, well, Chris Paul's a choker. They couldn't even win in college. Do you guys remember that game? <laughs> right? Like, for Chris Paul to be the guy responsible for them losing, he certainly played pretty damn well. 22 points and 9 assists. Did have 5 turnovers. You know? They couldn't stop anybody. They couldn't guard anybody. They couldn't guard West Virginia and Kevin Pitsnoggle and Mike Ganzi and Tyrone Sally. <laughs> then you go to the NBA and Chris Paul was drafted by the New Orleans Hornets. Okay, but before he plays a game, Hurricane Katrina happens and they play in Oklahoma City. So you got that as adversity. Right. Then they're playing, you know, George Shin sells the team to the league because he can't sell the team. So the league's operating it, and they wanted to trade Chris Paul to the Lakers. But that trade gets nixed. This is all part of his career. You know, then he goes to the Clippers, and with the Clippers, he was hurt his first three years. They had a squad, but it was a dysfunctional squad for a team that had never won before. But he led the league in assists four different times, led the league in steals six different times. He is an all-time great player. One year with the Rockets, he pulls his hamstring in an inopportune moment. One year with the Rockets, they miss 27 straight threes. And so they don't accomplish what they thought they could It doesn't take him to the next level. He has a huge contract. They trade him to Oklahoma City. I watched him last night. Now, I know in our minds there's more pressure in the NBA Finals than there is in the first round of the playoffs. But the truth is that's not really how it works. It just isn't. When you're playing, you're just playing. And if you can handle the pressure of playing, of making shots or missing shots or making plays or taking over a game you, you in the playoffs, when your back's against the wall. Like, I've said this about, uh, you know, like, Go and pick the player. Like Clayton Kershaw has had unbelievable moments in the playoffs. I think it was like against the Mets. He was nasty back against the wall. He was dominant for the Dodgers. His issue has always been when he gets to the seventh inning against the, basically, 
until, you know, recently when he's lost the pop in his fastball. When he was prime Clayton Kershaw, it was just when he got to the seventh inning. It was a lot like Pedro Martinez. Pedro Martinez, when he got over 100 pitches, was hittable. Before that, he was unhittable. The best pitcher I've seen in my lifetime is Pedro Martinez. I don't think he's a choker. I just think he gets tired like anybody, like any pitcher. You get over 100 pitches and they can hit you a little bit. Last night with four minutes left, Houston was up 98-92. Chris Paul hits two threes, grabs two steals, gets two rebounds, hits two free throws. Oklahoma City ends the game on a 12-2 run to force a game seven. Now, I don't know how the clutch gene works. I don't know for people who use the term clutch gene. But by my estimation, when your back's against the wall against the team you used to play for and you get traded for another player, he plays poorly and you play great, how would there be any more pressure than those moments? You go back to when he was in New Orleans with the Hornets early in his career. He was great in the playoffs. He just wasn't surrounded by a good enough team. That's it. Go back to the 2009 playoffs. And he had some unbelievable games. They were just outmatched by the by the Denver Nuggets. But I, I look at Chris Paul and I think he's one of those guys who's a winner that just hasn't won a championship. The circumstances sometimes dictate if you can, in fact, win a championship. Like, it's, it's, it's really important to point out that had that Clippers team been put together five years previous... They probably win a championship, but because they one had injuries and two, the league had changed the three pointer, the stretching of a defense, the small ball, the, the thunder, the, the, excuse me, the, the Warriors are just better for that era of basketball. So sometimes circumstances, not how good you are dictate. If you win championships, I, I watched Chris Paul last night and I thought to myself, what a stud, what a tremendous player. What a tremendous player. What a, I mean, just an absolute stud. And I don't know how that changes just because the round of the playoffs change. That's completely and utterly unfair. And, you know, just not realistic. You don't, it's like um, Aaron Rodgers has had some amazing moments, like the throw in Dallas in the playoffs a couple years ago. They're down 28-3 to against the Atlanta Falcons. Much like Tom Brady was two weeks later, they don't come back. Well, Aaron Rodgers isn't as clutch as Tom Brady. Well, yeah, his defense couldn't get a stop. He's surrounded by 10 other guys on offense. There's some limitations to what any one human being can do. Aaron Rodgers has shown us in the biggest of situations that he can, in fact, pull off miracles in great plays. Suddenly he forgets all of that? Of course not. Same thing goes for Eli Manning. You don't go from clutch and getting it without some sort of monumental collapse and suddenly become a guy who can't do it under pressure. I don't believe that. The, the premise of it is Russell Westbrook hasn't changed. He has always been a high turnover guy, a guy that struggles to shoot, a guy who's not a great finisher around the rim who's competitive as hell, but there's just something missing, and that got exposed in the playoffs, whereas Chris Paul hasn't really changed. He's a big shot maker. He is a tough defender. 
He will stick his nose in there and rebound. And he will make the big shot in the playoffs and not have any fear over, over taking on that responsibility. The only difference is how you see him because of the round of the playoffs, but a lot of that's the limitations of the supporting cast. All right, coming up next, uh, Mo Dackel will join us, covers the NBA for Bleacher Report, get his thoughts on CP3, his thoughts on Russell Westbrook was bad last night. Not good. And- hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll tell you who else wasn't great. Giannis. But we've seen the Bucks lose in the first game of the playoffs previously. So, of the, of the series, just last series, can they recover? Plus, we got Game 7 tonight. If you haven't seen the Jazz and the Nuggets, you would not believe the numbers that Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell are putting up. That's next, but first... Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you. Their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Doug Gottlieb for Colin. This is The Herd. 
wherever you may be, however you may be listening to the show. Got a good best for last as we continue to compile guys that are great players in all sports, but are kind of hard to watch because they complain about every call. It's like the, I think we're going to have to put Derek Jeter on the list. You're like, why Derek Jeter? I was like, do you remember how Jeter would look when he was at the plate? And there'd be a pitch that was down the middle, but he wouldn't like it. He'd like throw his butt way out as if it was almost going to hit him. And he'd almost like bail out with his hips and lower body in an effort to show the pitch was too inside, even though it looked right down the middle. Just annoyed me. Annoyed me. And seriously, Jeets, you know, back then, did you, it, could you date one, seven, or eight? Did they all have to be tens? It's kind of annoying. It is. Mo Dakiel joins us uh, in the herd. He worked for the Clippers and the Spurs. Now he covers the NBA for Bleacher Report and the Athletic. Um, the juxtaposition last night of Russell Westbrook, who's been a league MVP, falling apart down the stretch, as opposed to Chris Paul, who's one of these, by so many fans, maligned guys. How would how would you describe what happened on that floor in Orlando last night? Yeah, that was pretty interesting. I think we sort of saw the problems with Russell Westbrook at the end of games. And this is something we've seen with, you know, when he was playing with Kevin Durant, you know, it's something we're, we're almost accustomed to. If you've been following the league for a long time is Russ does have that tendency to try to take it out on his own, no matter how good his teammate is. And then when you flip it over and look at Chris Paul, you know, Chris did what Chris does and what he's done almost all his career, especially you know, this year, he's been great in the clutch. And the way this team structured Oklahoma, he's able, Doug, to kind of just take his foot off the gas for the first three quarters and conserve his energies. And then when they really need him, he just turns it up. And that's what we saw last night. Yeah, I, I, I tried to express it in a way in which I don't know if it hit, which is like th- this guy, is, Chris Paul, has been through an amazing amount, right? Like before he plays in New Orleans, they have Katrina. So he plays in Oklahoma City. Then the league owns the team. Then he gets traded. That gets rescinded, right? But he was he was great when he was young in the playoffs, uh, his, his first couple years. And then he, with the Clippers, it was a little bit of a dysfunctional mess. The league kind of changed right before their eyes, right? Where 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 now all of a sudden you know you have a a center who's a non offensive player and uh, and and you know then you have a uh, a power forward and that that position's kind of been eliminated and then there's always injuries or a little dysfunction. Then he gets to Houston and he pulls a hamstring. Like there have been things that, but through it all, like I think Chris Paul has been a winner, even if he hasn't won a championship, it's just hard to explain that to somebody who is result oriented and looks at it as like, well, how come they didn't get past the second round with the Clippers? Yeah. That's the ultimate problem of rings culture, right? Like we look at it and, you don't have a ring you didn't win anything you weren't a great player and i don't think people fully understand what the game's like now it's not hey you're the best player therefore you should just win a championship you need to have great pieces around you look at what we're watching with milwaukee and Giannis. you know we're always kind of asking do they have enough you know very very few guys and elevate their team to the point that every time they step on the court, they're a championship-level team. And that's a guy like LeBron James. That's a guy like Michael Jordan. Like, those guys are extremely rare. The other guys need to have help. And I think, 
you know, we hold that against Chris a lot of times in that we think like, hey, he never made it past the second round. How many of those teams were supposed to make it past the second round? I mean, we can we can dig it for the 3-1 loss to Houston. That's something that, you know, you, you got to go at him for. We can talk about when he turned the ball over when he was with the Clippers against Oklahoma City, had a chance to go up 3-2. You know, we can talk about those things, but we don't talk about the game-winning floater against the Spurs in the first round. That was game unbelievable. Seven. Game seven, that was an unbelievable game. Right, and, you know, we, we, we don't talk about those enough. We always just want to focus on when, when it didn't work out. But more often than not, if you just look at it, he delivers more than he doesn't. And you know what? Nobody's going to bat 100. <laughs> or, excuse me, bat 1,000. 1,000, yeah. He, yeah, he's, he's not a uh, – uh, there are going to be games where he's going to have bad ones, and unfortunately it's going to come sometimes at a bad time. And, you know, it's, it's not on him. Like, when you look at his run with Houston, they take a 3-2 lead against the Warriors – He's the reason why in that game. If you go back and watch that game five, he pushed his body so far to the limit to make sure they get that win. <laughs> he pulled his hamstring and couldn't play the next two games. I mean, you know, but if he doesn't do that, they probably don't win that game, and they're down in that series 3-2. Um, does Oklahoma – I mean, I, I still am struggling with how Oklahoma City is doing this, right? I mean, Shea Alexander's still a couple years away. Like, he doesn't – they have some transition where they don't get layups and open shots, which normally you would. He's just so young. Uh, you know, Lou Dort is a great athlete, and if he learns to shoot, it's going to be a good player, but they're just trying to, you know, use him for his toughness on James Harden. I mean, it really is Chris Paul, and they're using Ferguson, who's not a great – like, they're – you know, Stephen Adams should dominate, but he doesn't. Just that's not what he does, even though, you know, he's being guarded by somebody 6'4". I don't even know how they're in this thing. Yeah, I mean, some of it you have to look at, you know, the Rockets. I mean, just the turnovers they had last night were were really indefensible. And, again, that goes back to Russ. And, and it wasn't just him. You know, Harden had, I think, five turnovers. Eric Gordon had four turnovers. I mean, right there, that's, you know, probably half the team's turnovers between the three of them. And then you just look at it with the way the Rockets play. You know, they'll let you into games because they always tend to go on a – you know, like a six, seven-minute spell where they just can't make a shot. And if you're able to take advantage of it, you know, you, you can jump back into these games. And I think that's what Oklahoma City has been able to do. But I'm with you. Sometimes I'm watching it going, how is this still a game? Like, yeah. I'll watch it. So there were parts of yesterday's game where I was just like, I don't – like, I can't even explain it. I, I, I actually I – I have a hypothesis. Mo DeKeel joining us. He used to work for the Spurs and the Clippers. Now he works for Bleach Report and the Athletic. He joins us in the herd. Doug Gottlieb filling in for Colin. I, I actually have a, a hypothesis, and you helped me kind of flesh it out. Um, I understand, for the most part, analytics and how it works. Okay, But the, the part, and Barkley doesn't really get it, but the, one of the things that he kind of nails is the idea of jump shooting based teams. Because really, teams that truly play analytics-based basketball, it's not just about threes, it's about layups, and it's about free throws. Right? But I, I feel like if you don't ever post up and you're just playing this drive-and-kick game and shoot and try and get to the rim, if not kick it out, it can be, and then you're you're on defense, and you miss a bunch of threes, it can be exhausting to be on defense that long and to play at that pace and to shoot that many. And now we go longer and longer into a series, and your legs are gone. I mean, James Harden was gassed at the end of that game and I, I think that a little bit of their style it's problematic because they wear themselves out 
Yeah, I also I would I'd want to add one thing to your hypothesis is, you know, I think the ignoring completely of the mid range, which is what the Rockets tend to do, is something that really hurts them. I think this is, you know, you're you you know it, Doug. You're you're, you're leaving so much of the court where it's like this is real estate we're not going to touch. It's almost like you're you're treating it like it's a swampland. Yeah, and I think. In that situation, not willing to take that shot means when I'm guarding you, when you get past the three-point line, I'm just going to meet you at the rim or, or three or four feet from the rim and not have to worry about too much. You know, I, I don't have to worry about you pulling up at the elbow. Like, when was the last time we've seen James Harden pull up at the elbow? I mean, we saw Russ do it last night, but he missed by four feet. So, Yeah, that, that was that was an impressive air ball. Impressive because uh, – let's, let's get to the Bucks. How – how problematic is Giannis's issues? I mean, I know people are making a big deal of him not guarding Jimmy Butler. I think the bigger issue is he's just not able to big boy people, and they're able to kind of build a wall in the playoffs. How problematic is this in this series heading forward? Yeah, it's definitely a concern. I think, you know, you first off, you have to give the Heat credit for being able to get back in transition and build that wall. Like, that's pretty difficult in its own right. But I think that – what comes down to it after that is the other Bucks players have to run with Giannis. There was a great example uh, from yesterday's game where, you know, they built the wall, but nobody took accounted for Kyle Korver on the wing, and Giannis was able to find him for a three. I think that's how you kind of have to take down that wall a little bit is those other guys have to run the lanes with him and give him passing angles because if they're going to put that much attention on Giannis in transition – then he's got to make them pay with those other guys because once those guys start hitting shots, then it makes it a little tougher to kind of want to slide over and be at the nail to show big and, and create that wall and help 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 out Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo or whoever is you know, Giannis' primary defender in that position because now you're also worried about Kyle Korver stepping into three, Chris Middleton, right. or uh, George Hill cutting behind you or things like that. And I think that's the way the Bucks might want to attack that in transition. Uh, Mo Duckhill joining us from Bleach Report and The Athletic. Doug Gottlieb for Colin. This is The Herd. Have you ever seen two guys make the, the volume and um, accuracy of shots with, with the level of difficulty that we're seeing with Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell? No, I don't think anybody has. I mean, not. it, it may have happened. What are these guys time. on? What are they doing? How is this what happening? Is, I... I my theory is they're feeding them some sort of like alligator blood or something like that since they're in Orlando or something like that because they're doing it for like three or four straight games. It's been impressive. There's no way to really describe it. I don't think we've ever seen a shootout go for this long in a playoff series between two guys. It's it's incredible, Re- really incredible. Um, am I crazy to think that the Lakers won last night that – whether they get Houston or Oklahoma City, they'll be out of gas. They match up really well. They got extra time and extra rest due to the protests. Like, the the Lakers may be winning without anybody realizing it. It's a huge win for them. I mean, look, when I was with the Clippers, we went to a seven-game series against Memphis. We beat Memphis, flew to San Antonio after that game, had one day of practice, and then played San Antonio. And we got swept in that series. Now, granted, we were supposed to get swept we weren't good enough at that point but we were exhausted and you could see it in game one you could see it in the practice before 
that series even began, we all felt tired. I mean, I was the video guy, Doug, and I was exhausted. So I think, you know, you have – this is always an advantage for the Lakers, no matter who they play. The fact that these two teams are going to really be slugging it out, and then whenever they're done, it's a day off, and then the Lakers the next day. Like, that's just a brutal – scenario there for either team that moves on so it's definitely a win for the Lakers uh, by the way you mentioned you were the video guy for the Clippers in all of your video work did Chris Paul ever commit a foul because it does not appear as though he realized he believes he ever committed a foul when I was on the team I never thought he committed a foul the, the referees <laughs> were always wrong <laughs> I can't believe what, what a terrible tee they gave him last night what, what, what was what was that that was just bizarre I mean what we're doing we got to get rid of this supposed automatic technical for the air punch. I mean, I've seen games where they call it as soon as the guy does it, and I've seen games where they let guys slide. And I just think, ultimately, we just got to get rid of that rule. This automatic tech for an air punch is is too much. Let the guy show a little emotion. I'm not surprised by Boston. I just think, like, I I love Toronto and what Nick Nurse has done, but I'm not at all surprised by Boston. I picked them to win the series. Again, it's very, very early um, but I, I just think Jason Tatum is a burgeoning star. And then I'm a Kemba guy. I, I know he's not as good as Kyrie. I, I get that. But if you if you tell me games come, game on the line, you need your point guard to go get you a bucket, I feel like, you know, Kemba gets you that bucket. And, and they're not big inside, but Toronto doesn't expose that. Like, I, I like Boston in this thing. Yeah, it's really an interesting scenario, the way I kind of look at it. It's the 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 thing about it is it's two different teams. You have Boston, who's going to be heavy on their superstars. They're going to lean heavily on, like you said, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, and also uh, Jalen Brown. Like those are their guys. Whereas Toronto kind of beats you with their their cadre of guys, and everybody kind of pitches in. So it's going to be interesting in that scenario. For me, ultimately, when it comes to the playoffs, I want to have a guy. I can trust as a go-to guy. Right. And really, Boston's got two of them. Mm-hmm. And when I look at Toronto, I mean, this is what set Toronto apart last year versus all the other years when they fell apart. When things weren't going right, right, they were just like, oh, we're in trouble? Give it to Kawhi. Go get us a bucket. They don't have that guy. Like, I'm sorry, I like Pascal Siakam, but Pascal's not that guy. And I don't think he's ever going to be that guy. I think he's going to be a second or, 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 or third option throughout his career, and he's going to be a good one at that. But he's not that guy. I don't know if Kyle Lowry's that guy anymore. I don't. I mean, Marcus Sewell's not that guy. You know, maybe it's Fred VanVleet, but I, I get mm. concerned. You know, with just his size that he's going up against the wings of the Celtics, like it becomes a problem. So for me, ultimately, in the playoffs, like this is a good matchup for the Celtics. It's interesting. I'm I'm one of these people. Like I I. I th- people think that I, I'm anti-player because I want them to stay in college. One of the reasons I think college is really good for some guys is you have to learn to be that guy. Like you can't, you, you don't go from high school a year in college or go in the G League and then go to the, and all of a sudden, you know, because you, when you're first in the league, you don't get that opportunity to be the alpha and you don't really grow into the role of being an alpha unless you've done it before at a higher level. It's one of the things that I think is missing when guys kind of brush through college, have a decent first year, get drafted early, and slowly move up kind of the food chain of of the NBA. Uh, Last thing, you mentioned Kawhi. I said this yesterday, like, I don't know, I think he's the best player in the league. I watch him at both ends. I mean, he's so efficient. He carries that team. And I I know Giannis is – 
probably going to win the MVP. If not, I would I would vote for LeBron because of what he's done for that team. But I feel like Kawhi, truth be told, both ends of the floor combined, he's the best player. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi is definitely the best player. The biggest question with Kawhi is, one is he on the court, yeah. right? You yeah. know, yeah, and healthy. And, and we know throughout the season he's constantly, you know, load managing and stuff like that. If he was playing this way throughout 70, 75 games, you know, he's up there in the MVP debate and it becomes a real argument. You know, I think it's one of those things where we just don't know what we're getting from him. But when we see him in the playoffs, like, you know, we saw it last year. We saw it in, in game six, you know, when the Mavs were making a run, the Clippers were just like, here you go, Kawhi, go get it. And he hit, he had a dunk. He had three mid rangers, you know, without hesitation. Like he just said, cool, I got you guys. And uh, there's no question. He's, I think he's, He's not the best. He's one of the best, and that's a, a very few, very small list to be on. So I'm with you on that, Doug. I think he's he's outstanding, and I've had a front row, excuse me, front row view this year being in LA. Mo, great stuff, man. I love your work. Appreciate you joining us. Enjoy the hoops tonight. We'll talk soon. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. All right, it's Mo DeKeel, of course, worked in the league with the Clippers and the Spurs. Now covers the league for the Ble- for Bleach Report and the Athletics. Get to Ryan Music with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. What do you got, right? Okay, Doug, we talked about this earlier, and we're just going to keep adding layers to it. The Big Ten may be closer to playing football in the fall. Football? That's right. Uh, President Donald Trump tweeted out earlier today, had a very productive, productive conversation with Kevin Warren, commissioner of the Big Ten Conference, about immediately starting up Big Ten football. Would be good, great for everyone, players, fans, country, on the one yard line the big 10 followed that up sending out this statement a white house representative reached out to the big 10 commissioner kevin warren on monday to facilitate a phone call between president donald trump and warren commissioner warren on tuesday commissioner warren and the president had a productive conversation the big 10 and its return to competition task force on behalf of the big 10 council presidents and chancellors are exhausting every resource to help student athletes get back to playing the sport they love at the most appropriate time in the safest and healthiest way possible. Hmm. Well, uh, I, I guess the big thing is he's offering up the they have they have plenty of tests and he wants to throw tests their way. That's correct. The, the the issue that I think they have is you know it's the old player safety, but it's can you do the heart MRIs after if somebody gets COVID to make sure they don't have myocarditis? I I have always maintained that. You're better off. Your players are better off, not just on campus, but in your facility because they get the best training, the best treatment. If they get sick, you don't want them at home sick. You know, you don't want them not being cared for. And if you're already working out together, why can't you then play against each other? That part I didn't understand to begin with. So, yeah, I look this. But obviously, the president's using this to be a, you know, political. Good politics for him. It's a it's winning. If even if they don't play, he can say, well, they didn't want to play because, you know, it's about politics, it's about the election. If they do, then he becomes the champion of it, even if the Big Ten was trying to play to begin with. Yeah, as you said, the federal government is offering all sorts of resource, everything from rapid result tests to other financial backing. Um, and Several different college football reporters across the country have reached out and reported sources on the interpretation of 
President Trump's on the one yard line. Not being classified as being that close. Yes. But um, that is at least according Which to. Which one yard line? That's very good. Very, very, very good point. Uh, now we will transition to some NBA here, Doug. You were talking it there with Mo Dakil. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver Airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last night during Jimmy Butler's dominating performance, his former teammate Joel Embiid was giving his thoughts on Twitter. He tweeted out a couple of different things. He tweeted out, in all caps, if dot, 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 I guess, if the 76ers had never traded Jimmy Butler is what he's referring to. Mm -hmm. Also, later on, he added Jimmy Butler, hashtag, too good. Joel Embiid missing his buddy, Jimmy Butler. Look, I mean, Jimmy Butler's one of those guys that can be a little like Chris Paul, right? Can be at times difficult to be around if you ain't all about winning. Right? Like Jimmy Butler, didn't, he's the one who's like, we don't want girlfriends or wives or anything. We're a business trip. I'm, I'm sure there's guys on the team like, hey, hey, I kind of like to see my girl. Like, what, you know, <laughs> hey. Um, he's not for everybody. But if he's for you, he's for you. And I think that's what he's found in Miami. And last thing here, Doug. We will finish up with some unfortunate news for your Los Angeles Chargers. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but unfortunately, bad news turned worse for the Chargers. All pro safety, Derwin James. His knee injury was a bit more serious than initially expected. He is going to have surgery, and he will be out six to eight months. Of course, because he's a Charger. This is Groundhog Day, right? I mean, Groundhog. Joey Bosa holds out his first year. Then Derwin James got hurt last year, and Melvin Gordon was holding out. Like, it's always Forrest Lamp got hurt. And they they passed on Pat Mahomes. It's Chargers, man. It's on repeat. And that's Rye Music with the News. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. You love them, but you hate them. The 10 best players to be annoying to watch. That's next in The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This episode is brought to you by Data Iku, the platform for everyday AI. Getting value from AI isn't just about technology, but organizational transformation. Infuse AI into the day-to-day of your business, from solving for the mundane to undertaking moonshots. Elevate your people, teams, and company to extraordinary. Visit dataiku.com. That's D-A-T-A-I-K-U.com. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? 
Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Doug Oliver for Colin. This is The Herd. Got some games tonight. We'll talk some lines in a second. But um, you know how we do every day at this time in The Herd. We got something to say for you. It's almost the end of the show, but that doesn't mean we're phoning it in. Nope, we grind to the very last segment. It's time for Best for Last. Yeah, so here's what we decided to do. I was watching uh, Chris Paul last night, and some of the theatrics, uh, some of the way in which he handles himself, it drives people crazy. So I thought we would give you the 10 most annoying great athletes slash teams of all time. Number 10. Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant, before he got hurt, was the best player in the NBA. Um, and, you know, he's one of those dudes that he's a great basketball player. I think he's actually a really good, thoughtful guy. But the the need, the, the social media thing, like the alter ego, or maybe that's his real who he is on social media. It's just a lot. It's a lot. Number nine. I, I said Derek Jeter, and uh, look, Derek Jeter, you don't get anything better than it was five and five, five for five last game in the stadium, and he hits a home run for his three thousandth hit and a flare for the dramatic. But there was a way in which he, you know, balled down the middle. He didn't want to swing at, stick his butt out. Come on, dude, that's not even close. Some of it wasn't his doing, like the gold gloves when he didn't deserve it. I don't know. Derek Jeter sometimes wear me out. Number eight. There's no denying how great Floyd Mayweather is. I don't think he's the greatest boxer of all time. I mean, he's brilliant. He waited until, you know, he just fought Conor McGregor and never fought, fought a boxing match before and made, you know, crazy money. Like, there's a certain brilliance to him. When he fought Manny Pacquiao, was like three years after everybody wanted to see it. So Manny was not only injured, but past his prime. So I'm not saying he's not smart. He's not great. But he's not the greatest of all time. And then he's just annoying. Just is, you know, and then you, you pay all the money to see a fight. And until the McGregor fight, where he just let McGregor kind of wear himself out before he finally TKO'd him. But that is the exception. Like he gets ahead and then just stays away. While his defense is awesome, I want to see offense. Number seven. LeBron James. You know, he does the, did I draw blood? I got fouled. Did I draw blood? The step back jump shot where he dribbles with his right hand and then he steps back. It's a weird, there's a kind of an awkwardness to him. I also don't understand, and maybe I should because I'm a little light back there at times, why he doesn't just shave the head. Anybody? Like, I know, like, I don't think we should make fun of it on Twitter. I just actually want to know the reason. Does he have one of those wrinkly heads? Doesn't seem like it would change much. I don't know. Number six. Chris Paul. I'm okay with him making the list. You know, I've praised him for the last two hours and 51 minutes. I can be a little, like Chris Paul, the talking to the refs, some of the body language stuff, the flipping of the basketball, the air punch. I never committed a foul. Chris Paul. Number five. The Rockets. Let's just put them together. Daryl Morey is brilliant. Okay. 
Mike D'Antoni is brilliant. James Harden's a brilliant talent. I hate watching James Harden play basketball. Mike D'Antoni's teams always lose in the playoffs to somebody who they're better than or as good as. Right? And Daryl Morey, it's like, look, at some point, at some point you got to throw the computer out and deal with the real deal stuff. Number four. Now, plus, they, they remember they commissioned a group to study why they lost game seven? Because the officiating. Blame me on the ref. They did the blame on the refs thing. Come on. John McEnroe, greatest tennis broadcaster of all time. One of my favorite players of all time. But God, was he obnoxious. Number three. Tim Duncan, another never called a foul guy. And I hate that we say this about Tim Duncan. Greatest power forward ever. He played center more than he played power forward. Why are we doing that? Number two. Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Look, I agree with Draymond's stance on players always should have played in the bubble because it is your platform. You do have, but there are so many, what he said about Barkley. He wants to put himself in that category of Steph and Clay, and he's not in the category of Steph and Clay. I think he's a great player, but man, does he say some crazy stuff that doesn't actually make sense. Number one. No one more annoying than T.O. And T.O. is a great player who, based on talent, belonged in the Hall of Fame. But then he's not going to, he wanted to be in the Hall of Fame, doesn't get in, he does get in. I don't want to go to the ceremony, I'm going to do it on my own. You know, he brought down, the the only time the Eagles had a bad season under Andy Reid was when he was holding out for more money doing sit-ups in his driveway. Kevin Durant, Derek Jeter, Floyd Mayweather, LeBron James, Chris Paul, the Rockets, John McEnroe, Tim Duncan, Draymond Green, and Terrell Owens, most annoying great players all time. All right, so we got games tonight. Um, and think they should be really, really good. You have the Jazz taking on the Nuggets. Um, the the Jazz are a weird one. They're a weird one because you know Donovan Mitchell has carried them, but can they can he get the supporting cast help? Whereas uh, Rudy Gobert can help you on defense, but not on offense. Jokic can care help you on offense and a little bit on defense as well. The question with Jokic is always: Does he have gas in the tank? I think he does. I think the Nuggets win tonight. It's a pick 'em. Game seven's a pick 'em. And I think the Celtics beat the Raptors, although they're underdogs. But I was one and one yesterday, so maybe I'll be one and one today. I'll be one and one today. And we are T minus nine days from the NFL. Uh, I thought what President Trump did was brilliant. It's a no lose form, and now the ball is in the court of the Big Ten. I kind of think we're going to have football in the Big Ten. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the hurt. On January 19th, 2022, for BBDO and AT&T Radio, ad ID AXWR0975000, spot title, Fiber Lifestyles, Meet the Walkers, BAU60, 60-second radio. Gorgeous gaming, stunning streams, unbelievable bandwidth. Welcome to another Lifestyles of Gagillionaires. Meet the AT&T Fiber customers winning at life with hyper gig speeds. Say hello to the Walkers, a family of not one but four gagillionaires, each living up their gagillionaire life at ludicrous internet speed. First up, Anna Walker. She dominates streaming like the matriarch she is. No show ever goes unwatched under her watch. Next episode. Next up, Peter Walker. There's no stopping this dad bod from showing up to his virtual workout sessions. Oh, let's go leg day. And finally, the Walker twins. They may look alike, but couldn't internet more differently. Harry dominates his fellow online gamers while Heather group video chats with friends. 
Ooh, nice background filter, Jess. Live like a gagillionaire. Get internet that upgrades everything. AT&T Fiber, now with speeds up to 5 gigs. Limited availability in select areas. Speeds not guaranteed. Single device wired speed, max 4.7 gig per second. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions and. Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit one of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.